Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Acts. We're still in chapter 13, looking at verses 11 and 12, but focusing on verse 12. Elimas, who is also called Bar-Jesus, he had selfishly used his knowledge to guide others to his own advantage. So it was for his own wealth, for his own popularity. And now he had to seek for others to guide his steps because of uh, his deceit and fraud. Uh, Paul said, you're going to be blind for a season. So the text implies that he sought and did not find anyone to help him. He had no friends to help him, and he was left to his own fate. And it seems like no one pitied him, pitied or felt sorry for him. So you have this perverted spirituality versus Christianity. And in this case, the um, Elamas did not want the proconsul to hear the word of God. But after the proconsul saw what happened to him, he was more than willing because that was that was his intent. He wanted to hear about God and about Christ. But let me go ahead and read verses 12, 11 and 12 of Acts chapter 13. And now indeed the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately a dark mist fell on him. And he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed when he saw what had been done, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. Again, Acts chapter 13, and I read verses 11 and 12 from the New King James Version. I'll be back with insights and prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening and following my podcast, which can be heard almost anywhere podcasts are heard, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. Like and follow at Minutes Word on Facebook and Twitter. That again was Acts chapter 13, verse 12. Well, I read 11 and 12, but we're focusing on 12. Read from the New King James Version. The proconsul believed Paul's report. Paul had to be harsh in his confrontation against Elimas because of the eternal destiny of the proconsul. His eternal destiny was at stake. And then I thought about the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. And he said, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. And what our Lord was saying, he was describing the energy with which some souls are pressing in and urging the need for such energy if salvation is to be obtained. And that's what had to happen in the case of the proconsul. Uh, the, the violent take it by force. Paul had to do, well, the Holy Spirit had to do what needed to be done 
to get uh, Elimas, who Paul said, you're full of deceit and guile. You know, um, he had to, to take it by force. He had to show the enemy that God's not going to bow down to you. If one wants to commit spiritual suicide, that's one thing. But it is never right to bring others down also. If you want to give up the things of God and grow bitter in your heart against him, that's your choice. But it's a heavy sin to draw anyone else away with you, either with your words or your example. And that's in the commentary, and that's something that we as Christians need to think about. What does our walk look like? What does our talk look like? Is it going to drive people from Christ or drive or draw them to Christ? The severest words in the Bible, old and new, are reserved for those who stand between men and truth and those who stand between men and God. It must be in the heart, it must have been a heart of love that uh, Paul had for Sergius Apollos to speak in anger to Elamas, the sorcerer. He could have just allowed Elamas to continue to draw him away, even though uh, Sergius Paulus wanted to know. He sought uh, the word of God. But let me continue. When uh, the proconsul saw what had been done, among other things, we can say that the proconsul saw something in Paul and something in Elamas. He saw the courage, courage of Paul, who's standing in front of this man who is a sorcerer, who's been uh, leading others away from the truth with his trickery. And he also saw in Paul a man of conviction, a man bold in belief and willing to make a stand for what he believed. He saw just the opposite in Elimas. He saw his sin, and uh, a result of his sin was the physical blindness that God sent upon him, corresponding to his spiritual blindness. And then uh, the proconsul was astonished at the teaching of the Lord. As amazing as the miracle of Elimas's sudden blindness was, the good news the proconsul heard from Paul was even more amazing. His astonishment is said to be at the teaching of the Lord, presumably the doctrine of God's gracious gift to men in Jesus through the cross. Not the miraculous work before his eyes, because of course that was amazing to see someone groping because they've suddenly lost their sight. So that was amazing. And the proconsul was astonished, of, again, of the doctrine of the Lord and the many astonishing doctrines of faith at the birth of Christ, which was a virgin birth, of the union of two natures that would be divine and human in the person of Christ, of his salvation through the crucifixion, his death, his resurrection, and his ascension, and also again, the miracles that uh, happened while he lived on earth. Let's pray. 
Father, we thank you. We thank you as we study the teachings of the Lord. They include the doctrines of our faith. We thank you for the virgin birth of our Christ. We thank you for his divinity and his humanity. We thank you for salvation that came through his crucifixion, his death, his resurrection from the dead, and his ascension. Father, we thank you that even in his life, uh, as he walked the earth, there were miracles and signs and wonders. We thank you for that, Father. We're praying for those who need you in a special way. There are so many who need special prayer. One of our church members got sick this today. We're praying for her. Another had surgery, praying that it was successful. There are other needs. Uh, one of our elderly members, she's on the, the list for prayer. And some of even our younger members, God, but not just our church. We're praying for those who need you for whatever their needs are, God. So many needs, but you're a big God. And God, as we always say, you said to cast our cares upon you because you care for us. And that's what we're doing. Praying for my children and not just my children, my grandchildren, my nieces, nephews, brothers and sisters-in-laws, aunts and uncles, my everyone and anyone who pertains to me or has anything to do with me, who loves me. I'm praying for them, Father, that my love for, for them is felt in everything that I do and everything I say. And um, also praying for those who in foreign countries, oh, well, here too, that are spreading the gospel. Keep them safe, Father. Give them angel protection as only you can do. And we thank you for your angel protection. Place a hedge of protection around them, Father, and let your word grow and uh, the uh, be sown in soil that uh, it can multiply. That's the word I'm looking for. Let your word be multiplied. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's word with me. Be blessed.